Oh, so you want to hear my tale? The tale of a mysterious stranger in the corner of this very bar. Ah, but if I had a tale, would I? Oh, you, you don't want to, you don't want to hear my tale. Okay, well, when I said maybe I have a tale, I actually do have a very mysterious tale for you that you will want to. Oh, you're just, you're just trying to walk past me. I, I see how it is. But will you be able to walk past me if I walk in front of you and tell you my tale as I walk backwards? Yes, that will not stop me from telling you my tale. Ow. Ow. Ow, okay, you're, you're hitting me with your hands now. Ow. Ow. Oh, no, I'm on the ground. I'm on the ground and I can't walk, but... Maybe I locked the door to this very tavern before me, so you can't escape and you must hear my tale. Okay, I didn't. That was a bluff. Uh, well, ha have a good day then, I suppose. Ah, barkeep. Let me tell you. Ow! Ow! Why are you hitting me? No, no, this is a place of business. I'm allowed to be here. Hello and welcome back to Fate and Fables, my name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. Last chapter we listened as the trio of heroes landed on the outskirts of the Myestead, and as the dawn broke, they encountered a Bullywug Lord, a Bedaran, on his way to the Toad's Moot at Hoppen Hall, wherein the Bullywug people would decide upon their ruler. The Bedaran that the adventurers met was one Horace Croker, a leader of a Bullywug house, the Croker House. Edvard and Jaren and Apollo started to dip into understanding Bullywug politics, and learned that Croker and two other houses, Gilm and Fbl, have formed an alliance to overthrow the house of King Gub and remove him from the throne. The trio join Bedaran Croker on his barge and coast along one of the many rivers that winds its way into the swampy depths of the Maestad. However, their drift towards Hoffen Hall was interrupted as two ogres come careening out of the tree line, hurling a giant rock and puncturing the deck of the ship. We join the two gnomes and the elven sky knight as they react to the lumbering and aggressive ogres barreling towards them. This is chapter three of the Dawnstar Thief. They're huge fleshy forms like sprinting through the tree line, breaking bush and tree in their wake. Um, and as they scoop up by the riverside, they just both start picking up stones and hurling them at you. So how, so what was it? Uh, Two ogres. Ogres? How big are they? Uh, they are maybe like 10 feet tall each. Fat things. Got any um, metal on them? Thick, heavy. Um, one of them seems to have a large chain around his neck. Uh, one of them... One of them has a large club with many spikes sticking out of it. The other one just seems to be picking up rocks and throwing it, and it does such. Um, and uh, a rock goes right by Apollo, just careening towards your head, and you just take a side step, and you see it just whip past your face, moving your hair outwards with the wind that follows behind it. Uh, Jaren, it is your turn. Um, the one that's got a chain around its neck, I'm that's going the one to with cast the club. Sorry, what? The one with the club's got a chain around his neck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm focusing on the chain, and yep. I'm going to cast Heat Metal on it. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. So roll your damage. Uh, yeah, I'm just double-checking how much that is. 2d8. 2d8. 
Love it. That is eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Okay. There's a you point your finger um, at the chain and mutter a quick rhyming verse um, of Nomish and the chain links heat up to red hot and start singeing into the flesh of the ogre and it lets out and like even raises one arm up to start clashing at it um, but it still hisses like it's trying to like it's trying to tear it away from its body It is... Oh, wait, before that, yes. I give Bardic Inspiration to Edvard. Oh, thank you. What do you say? I say, crush these dum-dums. You are not a dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew it. He sings gleefully into your ear just before you act. <laughs> Holds my head? Yes. <laughs> like whispers it forcefully in? <laughs> These are dum-dums. You are not a dum-dum. <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> and you know deep within your soul that you are not a dum-dum. <laughs> I'm warmed. Yes. What do you do, Edward? Ah, uh, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, so I'm on the barge. Yes. They are looking, on the... And they're on the shore. Yes. How far away from... Uh, they are maybe like 30 feet away from you. 30 feet? Yeah. You'd have to jump off the barge onto yeah. the riverbank. And then sw- Okay. And how, then how far is the jump? Uh, not very far at all. Just a couple of feet. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a thin river. Do I have to take a check? Uh, as you are... Monk and spry, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Great. Alright, I leap up at the one that's already been damaged. Yep. Um, are they both they're both together or? Uh, yeah, they're, they're about side by side. Yeah, cool. So uh, I just, the flurry of my silks, I uh, place up one of my many uh, patterned pillows on the barge and I jump off it like a little springboard for myself. Um, and that, well, that's what gets me onto the pass. That's yes. Nice, so yeah. You, you <laughs> sprint uh, across the barge. Uh, your feet wrapping along the wooden uh, floorboards and you pull quickly a pillow out from your bag of holding and place it onto uh, the side of the barge and you leap off of it and then whilst in the air pull another pillow on which that you land as you uh, land onto the bank and you keep sprinting all the way along until you're at the feet of uh, one of the ogre the ogre that is now uh, crying out in pain as its chain around its neck grows hot I utilise the fact that it's already been hurt and it's in pain yes Uh, and I take my I take my uh, chance and I I attack it um, with my scimitar which I flick on to its what's the words that you say when you um Come, my sorry. Come, my crimson darling. Uh, give me your light and sing me your song of blood and gore. Um, that's all I've got. You, you, <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Um, <laughs> you draw it from its sheath and it ignites in a plume of red fire. Um, and you slash at the ogre's feet. Great. First oh, attack. Legs. Nat twenty. <laughs> Roll your double damage. <laughs> So that's two d sixes and two d eights, I believe. Um, no, it's just two d sixes. No, no. Oh, the double everything. Da- oh, because of the. Oh, great. Um, I might need more dice. <laughs> Here's a d eight. Oh, what, what do you need? I need another d six and two d eights. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry, just just three more d sixes. Three more d sixes. Oh, yeah. is that what it does? Yeah, yeah, it does an extra d six. Uh, one more. Great, thank you. There you go. In a flurry, your silk's spinning around you. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 
And it says plus five, so do we have plus ten? Yes. So no, 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 it's plus. It's just plus five. Just you plus only five. double the dice. Yeah, cool. So uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Um, you spin uh, as a whirling dervish of metal and fire, and um, split the flesh all the way up this ogre's uh, lower leg, right up to the thigh, and it lets out another. Um, as it's cut open. Cool. At my first attack. Uh, sorry, what was the total damage? Uh, of the first attack. Yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. Um, I also use a. Uh, I use my stunning strike. Okay. To make it be stunned. Okay. So. Oh no! You you have to pass a Constitution check. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems that uh, as you place a hand, quickly following uh, your blade's flurry. Um, out into the ogre's uh, leg all the way up, trying to access the chain of muscles that might lead to the centre of its uh, key. Um, But it seems that your hand can't quite place itself through the muscle and fat that goes around it, and um, it just looks down at you. It's chained, smoking, and hissing. Muscle. I I give, like, a a, a shitting grin back. (laughs) With a cheeky (laughs) wink. Um... What else do you do? Uh, my second attack, yeah. second strike, uh, 15 plus... That is a hit. 8, that's 23. Um, damage is 1d6 plus 5. 6, six damage. Um, and then I will... Uh, that's all I'll do for this turn. Um, so as you, are, as you place... As it looks down at you, Hulking, uh, you jump and punch it quickly right in the side. But under its arm, your hand does not find flesh, but instead an exposed rib cage with rotting flesh underneath, almost like it is decaying underneath its own arm that is revealed. Um, your hand crunches into a bone um, and does knock one of them free, um, but it barely seems to feel it. Uh, it is As now... As a bonus, can I yell back to these two? Uh, you may. Something? They're dead inside. So am I. Aren't we all? <laughs> Apollo. Why you, are you laughing? <laughs> Apollo, you, oh, you chuckle as you see the gnome flash in a, in a whirl against it and you make your quip. Uh, what else do you do with your turn? I, uh... Hmm, well, I get my... Uh, I draw my longbow and I, um, I aim for their eyeball. Wait, is, are you aiming for the one that's slinging rocks or the one that's burning being attacked by the two uh, Slinging rocks, so that's okay. the most immediate threat. Okay. Uh, so it's... Uh... You see it bending down uh, to pick up another great stone uh, and unsling your bow and draw an arrow and pull it back, aiming for its eyes. Yes. What was your attack? Oh, just, uh... well, do I add anything? Yes, you add seven. Oh, 14. 14. Um, at first, you... Pause a few moments, you hold your breath, and you release the arrow, and it flies from your bow, and sticks right into its eye. Um, It reels back with a horrible cry, Um, and it seems it drops the rock that it was holding, and both its hands gather up to its head, um, and and pull out the arrow with the eyeball still on the end of it. It it shakes its head um, and its whole body, and it lets out a... And just chucks it down onto the ground. Um, she doesn't get to roll damage. May also, yeah, roll your damage. Thank you. Oh, uh, ten. Ten. 
Uh, it's you have a bonus action now. Yes. I'm aware. Uh, Sorry. That's okay. Um, I I whistle to my wyvern, and I <laughs> whistle to your wyvern. <laughs> uh, add it in. I'll do a fancy whistle, and yeah. um, <laughs> and I instruct it to claw at the. Uh, at the uh, the other eye, I will in fact I will in fact do the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which that was awesome. Means specifically to claw and claw at that ogre's left. eye that is not damaged. <laughs> By the way, you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear this tremendous like, and just the, and there is a flapping as uh, she makes her way through the tree line, um, scraping through. But sure enough. Claws first, like an owl catching a mouse. Um, this wyvern pounces upon uh, the head of this ogre, um, and I just like pick up the ogre like a like a rodent. That is a hit. Please, you may roll the damage. Please Sweet. roll two d6s. Uh, and add uh, four to it. May I borrow this? You may. Thank you. Oh, sorry, they're D8s. Oh. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> you can have one of these. <laughs> Thank you. And add what, what two was it? Uh, four. four. Not sweet. Sixteen. Sixteen. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 16. With a flurry and a howling and a um, <laughs> chorus cry from this wyvern's... Uh, gnashing more the her razor sharp claws um start slashing at this ogre's head its arms whip out trying to bat it away but um yet not just on its eye but on its head and the rest of its shoulders and will continues to flap you see that the brush is like pushed down by the air and the water is whipped up and she just flashes right up again up through the tree line out of harm's way um and how much damage does he deal? Sorry. 16. 16. Is it also blind now? Yeah. Um, the creature, the ogre, is completely... It seems that blood is pouring out of the one eye that it still has. Um, but it thrashes around. Um, and like over, almost like... And one of its hands lifts up and starts patting at its eye, trying to rub the blood out of it. Um, it is... Uh, the ogre's turn. The ogre that you are thrashing at, Edvard, uh, turns down to you. Um, with one arm, it lifts up the chain off of its neck, hurls it into uh, the water nearby, and a hiss goes off in a bubble as the water heats up around it. And then with its other arm, it swings down its great club right at you. Um, and the club gouges into the ground, and sweeps along it, and you manage to just leap nimbly up and over and onto its arm, um, and you may jump and, and backflip back onto the ground, avoiding its um, blind sweep altogether. Uh, the other ogre, um, letting off a furious cry, um, wipes some of the blood away from its eye, and with its last eye, like, beadily looks at um, Apollo, uh, standing there, um, proud, and um, picks up another stone off the ground, swings it in a circular motion, and hurls it at you. Um, again, the stone sweeps past you, and all you need to do is sidestep 
to the side, um, drawing another arrow from your quiver. Um, it is Jaren's turn. My turn. Um, I'm going to cast on the one that's still burning with the chain and in the one that chucked its chain away. Yep. Oh, chucked it away into the water. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Tasha's hideous laughter. Okay. <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so I whip out my loot axe and strum a uh, a witty ditty. Um, <laughs> is it a charisma save? It's a wisdom save. Okay. Uh, so you, you strum a few notes. Is there anything you sing or say? Um, uh, it's okay. You, don't uh, no, no. you just strum and uh, play a quick hot melody on your lutax and you focus your eyes trying to penetrate the mind of this ogre and simply enough as it is a stupid and thick-headed creature um you see its milky eyes shake back and forth its head it puts up one hand to its head and then it just starts (laughs) it breaks out into a horrible spluttering laughter um good Awful to watch. It is now Edvard's turn. <laughs> Great. Um, I re-engage the creature. Yeah. Um, uh, slashing at its arm. Yeah. Um, hopefully heave it off. Um, I keep forgetting when I have to actually declare that I'm using Flurry of Blows, the extra key base attack. Uh, after you finish your two attacks. I can just say it. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Great. I'll just start with my two attacks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, 12. 12? That yeah. does not... Oh, no, sorry. 13? 13 does hit. Does? Yes. In fact, 12 should have hit. (laughs) Great. Um, And... Nine damage. Yep, that's with your scimitar. Yep, first one. Um, He also takes another d6 this turn of damage because of the... He is on fire. Yep. Um, So I'll just do that now. Yes. That damage, yep. Another one. So it's ten damage. Yep. Um, Second attack. Yep. That's a hit. Um. Then that's eight damage, and that's with your fists, right? No, no, that's the second scimitar attack. Okay. Yep. And then the flurry of blows, so I lose a key point. I'm not as focused. I am now hitting with my fists. Yep. That one. Cool. <laughs> oh man. So, um, bit of uh, interesting things. Um, you dance around its clumsy attempts to club at you and you slash back at it. Uh, it's still on fire everywhere where you hit with the Crimson King. Um, a spurt of fire leaps up. Um, eventually, after several slashes uh, across its torso um, and across its shoulders, every time it, leaps de- it, it leans down to smash at you with its fist or its club... Uh, you step to the side and slash it again until it manages to be stupid enough in which it tries to club down at you and its head is right by your arms and you take that opportunity to quickly punch it in the side of the head and it (coughs) as you hit it and um, then finally uh, uh, you go to uh, poke it in the eyes for a last final poke but as you start to poke it um you just hear it just go (laughs) and the sight of it laughing um, triggers a very gnomish reflex in you which is to laugh as well (laughs) Um, and that ends your turn oh great so I'm laughing along with it you are chuckling along with (laughs) it yeah great 
it is uh, now Apollo's turn. Cool. Um, if I was to jump to get closer and slash with my sword, that's a thing I can do. Right? Yes. Cool. So I do that. I uh, you I, sprint off the bar. I sprint. I do a very heroic uh, run up, <laughs> and I uh, I jump and I land almost like too well because I'm so good. You do a three point landing. Yeah. On the on the on the riverbank. Yeah. And like kind of the sun is like behind me as I rise. Oh, you, no. you, look, you look over your shoulder and you see that there are several bullywugs on the barge behind you that all gasp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then I I go up to the one that is laughing and bent over. Yeah. And I whip out my long sword and just go for the heart. Um, like swift motion. Yes. Yes. Please roll that attack. Uh, what do I what do I add? Uh, plus six. Oh, plus well. six. Oh, so twenty-four. Twenty-four. That is a hit. Oh. Uh, please roll your damage. That's the one. Good. Nine. Um, so you do your three-point landing and sprint up to it, slinging your longbow over your shoulder and drawing your longsword out. It catches the light as well as you swing it upwards and crouch underneath the ogre as it chuckles and slide it right up between its ribcage into its heart and you s- pull to the side and rip flesh off from out of its body and it just <laughs> and just lands on the ground dead and you pull it out and put one foot onto its back. Nice. Um, Apollo slew the ogre on the riverbank today. Yeah, save it for the bards later. <laughs> and then I turn to the, the alive one yep. and I do another whistle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that means, um, obviously, yep. it means uh, bite. Okay. A bite, it's a bite little attack. nose. Um, it, you, you again hear another swoop as she was circling very close by, knowing that there is danger afoot. And again, she struggles to get through the tree line, but she comes in at a dive through the, through the hole that she was at before. And sure enough, a giant bronze wyvern streaks through uh, the foliage and lands right on top of this ogre and bites at it. Um, please, unfortunately, as as it comes up um, and streaks right for it, uh, the ogre, in a wild swing, smacks the side of uh, Gwil's head, and she lets out a... and flaps her wings and moves to the side and lands on the other side of the riverbank, and you see that she has been dizzied slightly as she shakes her head um, in pain. Uh, It is now... uh, that ogre's turn, and it looks down at the, the two of you standing there and just charges with its fists. Um, so at it can Apollo still see with one eye, one eye, yeah. Um, there is blood, it is bloodied around it, it has many yeah. gashes, but it was not destroyed. Um, it lands one fist down next to Edvard, shaking the ground, but you manage to dart to the side, and again, another fist comes down at Apollo and you manage to bat it away slightly with your longsword uh, with both hands. Uh, Jaren, it is your turn. Um, I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery on him because yep. I haven't done it in a while. I'm going to call him... Oh, wait, does it have to land first? No, it just happens. Uh, no, you roll an attack. Okay. Fairly sure. Uh, well, I rolled a 17, so it hits. Yep. Um, I'm going to call him... Uh, lumpish. Oh no, he rolls a save, right? And you just roll damage. Yes, that's right. Sorry, a lumpish. Uh, a lumpish. 
half-witted uh, foot licker. <laughs> he <Probably> is. <laughs> you, you scream this from the barge, and even though he is thrashing it against Apollo and Edvard, his head whips up, and like you just see his one milky eye just. Huh? Uh, roll your damage. Uh, two. <laughs> he seems sad about his current situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and has disadvantage on his next turn. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to give inspiration to Apollo. Thank you. Going to say, that was a very brave and heroic-looking leap you did before. Thank you very much, friend. <laughs> Thank you, adoring fan. Thank you. Um, Edvard, it is your turn. I am going to attack this damn ogre. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to slice away with my scimitar. Mm-hmm. 18, so that's a hit. That is a hit. And that is 10 damage. Okay. And my... Si- oh, another d6 from the fire still? Uh, yes, you have not been hit. Yep. So, yes, you may. Another one. It's very a light flame today. Yes. It, it seems that the speed at which you are swinging the Crimson King is stopping it from burning too <laughs> Having brightly. Having its full impact. Yes. Okay. Second scimitar attack. 17. So that's a hit. Yes. And then that's 7 damage. Yes. And then I will also use another key point and do my uh, stunning strike on him. Yes. From that attack. Yep. Uh, so he has to make a save. Uh, what kind? I know, it's a, oh, you know? a constitution Constitution, save. yeah. Well, he is stunned. Uh, again, as you swing past him, it seems that the it's... the fire and the blade is keeping him from... Again, you can't... like As, as you slash and your uh, free hand finds its way to hit his chest and his neck, you cannot find a way past the tense muscle and flesh mm. that wraps this ogre's body. And again, as you hit under his neck... Your hand hits a very soft, mushy part of rotted flesh. Oh, God. And at this close, you can smell the horrid stench that comes out of its mouth. A stale, thick, meaty scent. Oh, my. Um, well, I'll do, I'll do my last flurry of blows as well, then. It's been another key point. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting low. This is just fists. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 16, so that's a hit. That's a hit. Yes. And that's 10 damage. 10. Uh, so you punch trying to find another way and you manage to clock him again in the jaw which makes him stumble slightly to the side over to Apollo um, and he just he's got many gashes on him that are charred and seared um, with flame Apollo it is your turn sweet Um, I grab my long sword again just go for like an upper neck kind of yes yes 18 that's a hit. Sweet. And I add this to the damage? Uh, yes. Bardic inspiration. Cool. No, 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 no. 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 That's just the attack. Sorry. Yeah. I, just, you, you don't do it to the damage, just to like, just whether to or not you... Yeah. Well, just then it, yeah. it's like 22 or whatever. You don't have to use it yet. Yeah. You don't have to use it. No, you can, you can use it whenever oh, you want. Oh, I can use it later? Yeah. 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 Oh, sweet. It lasts cool. like 10 minutes or something. Oh, cool. I'll use it later. Yeah. Um, but sweet. for like literally anything. Yeah, cool. Um, then, yeah, so then I... How would you like to kill it? Uh, your days are done here, mighty beast. Yep. And I stab up um, into the throat. As uh, a, uh, the, the wind whistles 
and um, a leaf is blown away from the, the tree line and a beam of light comes down just onto your face as you say your line and your sword arcs up through the air under its chin and through the top of its head the ogre lets out a <laughs> and you pull it out and with a wet it drops to the ground then I whisper in its ear tell them it was Apollo <laughs> and it gurgles as this all's happening like I feel like I'm just watching, just being like, like seeing this all, this life come down. Yeah, it's an like, amazing scene. She's amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is she a goddess? Probably. <laughs> they sigh. So, these heaps of ogre flesh out in the sun, as soon as they are decimated by Utrio, um, they start to slump and they almost start to degrade in front of your eyes. Like sloughing. The flesh sloughs off their bones and onto the ground. Uh, as you look on in horror and disgust, uh, you see as much of the flesh just sort of turns viscous and goopy and just turns dark black where it was like pink and grey and just starts to rot away at an extreme speed. Can I try and identify a curse? Yes, of course. Uh, please roll a religion check. 19. 19. Yeah, boy. Is that wisdom or anything? Uh, yes. You uh, may, 21, then. You may add uh, wisdom to it. Um, you can identify that this is definitely the sign of a necrotic, a necromancer's spell at play. There are forces against uh, the powers of good, such as um, the deity of which you represent, the great platinum dragon, Bahamut. Um, though this is not the enemy of Bahamut, the horrid, five-headed chromatic dragon Tiamat, as you may suspect, but rather the forces of some dark and twisted necromancer that has spurned these ogres to live on far beyond the point at which they should have died. Mm -hmm. And um, their horrible decay is a sign of that. I relay all this uh, to Edvard and Jared. Well, that's some not-so-fancy necromancy. Oh, that's no good. Uh, could it be possibly uh, the work of somebody associated with King Gub, uh, given that he is uh, apparently... In, Employing in, some wizards yeah. and you see, sorcerers. Yeah. You see um, that uh, Bedaran Croker has peeped his head through the side of the barge and he was watching most of the fight through a small window. He goes... Yes, I think that this is some horrid evidence indeed. Thanks for your help in that battle, by the way. I could have helped, but I thought I would watch on and see if you could handle it yourself. Were you expecting anything like, like this? like deception. <laughs> no. <laughs> Were you expecting anything like this at all, Bedaran Croker? Well, I do have much of my entourage fully armed with me, but... I think they as well looked on in awe as you dispatched those ogres with haste. It was quite impressive. It was. Songs will be sung. Yes. In Balls. our name. I will sing yes. songs. Oh. Jaren will force songs down people. <laughs> of our tales. That's, that's going to be wonderful. I can't wait. But uh, I suppose we better move on. Please, we are not far from the centre of the Maestad where we shall undertake our celebrations. When we get to the Maestad, should we tell people about what just happened? The fact that Zombie... Uh... I'm going to sing it to everyone. 
I'll tell you this. I shall convey it as quickly as I can via Raven towards the heads of the other houses. You already sent off that other raven. Well, I shall send another. Oh, you've got more. Yes, of course. I used to have a raven. I left it with a wizard. Sing us the song about it, Jared. I love that one. Uh, another time, Edvard. <laughs> Thank you for sparing us. Is it possible that it was not King Gub, though, or perhaps one of the houses you find yourself allied with? How dare you? I... I'm, I'm... She's good, isn't she? He narrows his eyes. Do you have some sort of information that you wish to share? Of course. Well, we're, we're just drawing some conclusions that if you are perhaps opposing one noble house of... Do you uh, think that one house... Um, maybe some other houses might be opposing you. Uh, you're speaking all of this, you guys from the shore bank and him from out the window of the barge. <laughs> I never left the barge. Oh, you never left the barge. So you're just leaning over the edge yep. down talking at him. <laughs> Um, uh, We've yelled everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He makes his way up to the top of the barge and it starts to go again as um, Apollo and Edvard make their way back onto the barge. Um, Leaping graceful. Gwil flies up into the air again. Um, She seems to have shaken off the slap that she got from one of the ogres. Impressive, isn't she? Yes, very much so. How did you come to be... In her, uh, how did she come to be in your possession? Is this not my first that language? Do not love me. Shut up. Jesus. Shut up. <laughs> no, seriously. No, you are in my house. No, Horace, mate. Well, we're old, in your old barge. Friend. We're in, yes, this isn't the house. We're on your barge. And yes. Uh, your English. Your I, uh, oh, is... uh, see, you do it too. I'm not alone here. Touche. Touche. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Apollo, how did that magnificent beast come to be in your possession? Well, it's the beast that chooses the rider. You could mm. say I, uh, I stumbled upon uh, her as as a tiny little little uh, wyvern, just a newborn, and her mother had been slain. And slain by who? I've, I've yet to find out. Uh, it's one of my goals. I have a lot an of goals. Ongoing quest. Yes, an ongoing quest. You could say mm. a part of my uh, over overarching narrative. And I, uh... You talk about it as if it's your life as a story. And I... Am I not a hero? And you need to sing of her. Yes. Mm. Anyway, I, uh... I raised it, and, um... They're fickle things to raise, but, uh... Once you're bonded, uh... They, they are like a part of you. Uh, what do they... What do they eat mostly, actually? This has been nagging at me. Oh, just meat. <laughs> um, various... <laughs> various meats. <laughs> Would they perhaps consume bullywog meat? Croker starts to, um, like... Uh, this seems quite a morbid topic. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I'm right here. Of course, I, I, I communicate what they should and uh, she should and shouldn't eat: uh, sheep, livestock, uh, various animals. Fine, a uh, bodywog, uh, perhaps. But I've instructed her not to, and she is very well behaved. Oh. For what, now, what's, anyway. For now. Can I just ask Apollo? What's her treat? You know, oh. <laughs> when I'm hungry and yes. I want to be a treat, I have a box that makes cakes infinitely. Oh my goodness! That's quite an interesting attraction. Quite pretty. Yes, it is quite it a pretty. It turns yeah. very it's serious. It's sparkly too. You want it sparkly as well? Yes. Hey, step out of it. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Pretty trends. Yes. Yes, I um, got locked into the gaze. 
Her treat, of course, was a hawk. Uh, they're incredibly Ooh. difficult to catch, but uh, boy, does she try. But that's part of the treat, isn't it? That's Just part the of the, it's the chase. It's the chase. It's like a prize at the end. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, often I'll go it's to some of the, the murkier parts of town and acquire some of them. Uh, just, just dead hawks. Just, just dead hawks. <laughs> just <laughs> hurl them into a... Look, I'm not proud of what I've done. Uh, but, you I know, shall brainstorm some dead hawks for oh, when we arrive. That'd be amazing. Thank you. He, he whispers to uh, a bullywug soldier servant on the barge. Um, and he. it seems that he also signifies for him to send a raven. Um, and sure enough, the soldier leaps from the barge onto the barge behind, almost 20 feet away. Um Astounding that they can jump that far, but they, they can jump twenty feet easily. Jesus, um, about twenty. Uh, if they run and jump, maybe forty feet. Whoa! Can they um, run up walls? Like, are, do, are they? Hands? No, we cannot run up walls. Oh, like frogs? <laughs> no, look, I am quite big. The reason that frogs you can, can jump run forty up feet. It's not that sticky. You know, listen, 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 listen Horace. You can jump forty feet. It's not that strange to me that you'd also be able to climb up walls with your sticky, gluey hands. Oh, tourists. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know the ways. Um, we'll try not to racially profile you anymore. And try not to moisten me too much. Well, I'll just try to... No, I don't have anything. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, the barge drifts onwards, um, and you get deeper into the Meistead. Uh, it's maybe, like, almost the afternoon when finally you arrive at a mooring, a wooden... A pier that stretches out to the river. The river widens quite considerably by over the course of the hours leading up to uh, getting to Hoppen Hall, uh, but eventually you get there, and there is um, a great oxbow lake, um, which is a type of uh, lake that has been formed when this meandering river that goes in large round arcs over time, the river will slowly straighten out through the course of erosion. Um, but over that course, uh, occasionally it cuts off a section of its own river bend mm-hmm. and leaves it as a great round lake, almost as if you would look at the uh, river from above, it would make a, a great sort of like D section, almost like a P along a large lake, mm-hmm. um, so that there is an island in the middle of it. It's a big wet D. And... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Change the rating on this one. Uh, they're all explicit. Okay. <laughs> Just for um, and well, in that case, uh, no. Um, <laughs> the uh, there is a great stone square uh, castle set on this small island. Um, there are many camps around the riverbank uh, outside of it. Um, the castle is is not nearly as big or as magnificent as Drakesfell Castle. Um, I say that. <laughs> well, the Drakesfell Castle is built on open plains, whereas we get to live in the glory of the Meistead. Mm, glory. Thank you. Um, there are many campsites around. Um, hey, Edvard, remember that obsidian palace that we took down? That's right. That was enormous. You that know, was so beautiful. Much bigger. This. Much bigger. Much bigger. Ah, but that definitely bigger. That was just the two of us, wasn't it? Yeah, just us. Yes. I believe that there were many bullywogs that were infiltrating the palace at the time that you took down. The did gym. they get captured and tortured? I think they did. Several, and of which I'm sure they'll be present here. So watch your tongue. Watch yours. 
He can, it's long enough. It feels inappropriate. Can you clean your eyes with it? He does it. Oh, God. <laughs> gross, gross. Do it again. He does it again. <laughs> he, he doesn't realize you're patronizing him. He's just, he thinks it's instructions. I'm with, I thought you were Thad, so I was humoring you. <laughs> That's quite nice. Confusing uh, people. Um, <laughs> much like the gnomes. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Properly eccentric. Yeah, they're sort of like your other, other side of that coin. Um, you, they start to disembark onto this pier, and uh, you see bullywogs unpacking barges and setting up camp um, and tents, like these great tents, uh, around um, the outskirts, the riverbank nearby this castle. Um, you can see that there are. Uh, there is two other campsites. Um, there is a campsite full of many bright green bullywugs, quite stout, in fact. Um, and uh, you see Lord Croker go up and talk to a bullywug dressed very similarly to him, except in slightly different colours, um, with a small uh, fez sitting on top of his head. Um, and I yell at the top of my voice, I, I love your fez! They are talking to each other in their croakish bullwai speech, and the stout bullywug looks over and looks back, um, <laughs> just, just glances at you, um, and they continue to talk. Uh, Croker comes back, uh, it seems that the Lord Beteran Fubblerah is okay with you joining us at the Totemut, and with both of our lordly permissions, there's no way that King Gab will be able to exclude you. Oh, King Gab likes us, remember? Because we saved him? I'm not sure that King Gab likes anyone. Oh, so he's a bastard. In a way. Um, so as they set up camp, uh, you see that there is another camp, but it seems like whilst... These two have maybe like 50 and 60 bullywugs at them. Um, this one only has like a handful, maybe like two or three, four or five tents that pit about its little campsite. Um, the bullywugs that you see over there have brownish green dark skin, much in the same color as regular toads that you might see here or there. Um, and you do see... Uh, Glorab Gilm of the Meyerstead walking about his people uh, talking this and that uh, he spots you over at your campsite and his eyes grow wide and you see a big wide grin spread across his face does it look sincere? <laughs> roll an insight check judge it? I just glare at him the entire time fuck 11 <laughs> 11? Apollo, would you like to make an insight check? Oh as well? yes, I would. Please do. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm eyeing him up very closely. Um, oh, fuck. Insight is wisdom. Wisdom, cool. Uh, five. Five. Nice. Yeah, I've got six. Six. <laughs> yeah. Um, Edvard, it looks to to Jaren and Apollo. This looks like a warm smile. Okay. You think you see something in his eyes that looks a little bit like knowing. Okay. Like he wasn't, he didn't look shocked when he saw you. Okay, okay. Um, he starts slapping over 
as he walks to you. Oh, he's coming over to us. Yes. I put a hand on my Lutax. I I open my arms in embrace. Um, He stops maybe uh, 15 feet away. Hello, gnomes. It is lovely to see you again. I don't believe we've met. Ah. He looks at you and... Glora Gilm of the Maestead, I introduce you to... Lady Apollo, defender of Drakesfell, herald of Bahamut, champion of the peace. Perfect. Thank you very much. I was rehearsing on the barge. <laughs> Fair lady, you are indeed beautiful, even by bullywug stand. Well, I'm I'm here on business, so let's keep it pro- let's keep it professional. I say. Yes, of course. I, I apologise. Not really fit conversation for a toad's mood. Long time, Glorum. Hello, Jaren. <laughs> I continue to glare. You're not really going to draw your loot axe for anything more than a song, are you? Depends if you try and steal from me. Ah, no. Again? I'm, no pretties are needed to be stolen here. Why is that? Have you come across any pretties recently? Um... That seems like quite a loaded question. Well, you're always coming across pretties. I was wondering if you came across one recently. Seems like a perfectly reasonable inquisition to me. He gulps. No pretties on my person at all. (laughs) I've got to roll some kind of check for that. (laughs) You can roll an insight check. Yeah. That is... 23. See, Bam. It is one of those truths that is only true because he's phrasing it that way. <laughs> he does not have any pretties on his person. Okay. Um, so I know that he's got pretties elsewhere. Yes. Um, it seems quite interesting to me that you're here at the Toad's Moot. Are you here to support perhaps a Bullywug's claim to the throne? We're here on other business. We've been sent. Oh, yes. We're here on business from Lord... Business. <laughs> business. I'm, I'm It's still... something that we want to discuss when we get into the Hoppen Hall. Ah. We're sent from Drakesfell. I see. Been there recently? You know, I've spent many a time in Drakesfell. It's a lovely city in my wanderings. And what do you get up to there? Yes. I make myself known to the people as a ballywag of note. What note might that be? Why, a good note. You see, I am here because whilst I have spent some time away trying to find myself... And find other things, perhaps? It seems you have something you want to ask me. No, it's something that we'll bring up in the in the um, hopping hall. Yes. You watch your fucking back, back mate, all right? Whoa. Paylor. I trusted you, and you've betrayed me multiple times. All right? Yes. Watch it. He, 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 he steps closer to you now, to Edvard, and he reaches out a hand as if to shake your hand. I keep very close eye on him. Yeah. I look at his hand. Edvard, pipe to Elfwind. Take my hand. Ooh. Going to be very moist. Got to be aware we've, we've got an image to uphold, Edvard. I look, I look back at Jaren and Napoleon. It's like I'm gonna regret this. <laughs> you take his hand. I take his hand. It's wet. He grabs your hand firmly. Squelchy. Everything I have done, I have done for good reason. 
You're going to have to trust me. That was chapter three of the Dawnstar Thief. Thank you as always for listening. Uh, you've got Millie Holton there as Apollo and Luke Mason and Raymond Martini as Jaron and Edvard. If you enjoyed the chapter this week, we would appreciate it tremendously if you would rate and write a little review for us on iTunes. Um, if you have any comments or anything uh, for the show, you can send us a message through the contact page on fateandfables.com. Um, there's also some cool little stuff for some of the past fables there in our archive section now. Um, I've been slowly trying to get some of the maps and uh, DM notes that I've got for each of the games uh, up onto the website. Um, it's a slow process, but I'm trying to update it as often as I can. So keep checking it if you if you fancy that. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. It's always a pleasure to get messages from you guys whenever they pop up. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's all for this week. My name is Matthew Jackson, your Dungeon Master. And this was Fate and Fables. 